0: <clears throat> In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful, I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah, and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger. May Allah be upon the noble prophet, the believers of his family, and the companions, and those who follow on their path until the day of resurrection. We continue the explanation of Riyadh al chapter on repentance. And this is hadith number 13. وَعَنْ أَبِي هُرَيْرَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ قَالْ سَمِعْتُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صلى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ يَقُولُ وَاللَّهِ إِنِّي اللَّهَ وَأَتُوبُ إِلَيْهِ فِي الْيَوْمِ أَكْثَرَ مِنْ سَبْعِينَ مرة رواه البخاري أبو هريرة, him, reported. That I heard the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saying By Allah I seek Allah's Forgiveness and repent To Him more than Seventy times a day And in hadith number 14 Hadith number 14 The next hadith وَعَنِ الْأَغَرِّ بْنِ يَسَارٍ الْمُزَنِي رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ قَال قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ya ayyuha nasu, tubu ila Allahi wa astaghfiruhu, fa inni atubu fil yawmi ma'atamara. Al-Ghar bin Yasar, Al-Muzani, may Allah be pleased with him, narrated that the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said, Turn you people in repentance to Allah and beg pardon of him. I turn to him in repentance. A hundred times a day a hundred times a day this is narrated by Muslim. In the a previous discussion, we talked about Tauba, the meaning of Tauba of repentance and its conditions, and the evidences on its obligation and these had, and these two hadiths which the author الله, mentioned are textual proofs from the sunnah and when evidences are replete then the matter is strong and more emphasized and more obligated so he mentioned the hadith of Abiy Hurairah may Allah be pleased with him in which the Prophet made an oath that he asks Allah's forgiveness and repents to him more than 70 times and this is the messenger Muhammad the one whom Allah forgave him his previous sins and his latter ones seeks forgiveness from Allah 70 times in a day and in the second hadith the hadith of Al-Aghar bin Yasar Al-Muzani He said Turn you people in repentance to Allah And beg pardon of him I turn to him in repentance A hundred times a day These two hadiths indicate The obligation of Tawbah The obligation of Tawbah Because the Prophet was ordered that And said Ya Ayyuhal Nasu Tubu ilallah O people turn in repentance to Allah And when the person turns in repentance to Allah, he will gain two benefits. He will gain two benefits. The first benefit is ascribing to the command of Allah, compliance. And in this there is all good. This is the matter upon which happiness in this life and the hereafter depends upon, meaning compliance. The second benefit that he, the believer, will gain Is following the example of the messenger Sallallahu alayhi Where he, alayhi salatu Used to make repentance hundred times a day Meaning he used to say Atubu ilallah, atubu ilallah, atubu Allah." I repent to Allah, I repent to Allah, I repent to Allah And tawbah must be based on truthfulness, such that the person, when he makes the Tawbah, abandons the sin, and for the one who repents by his tongue, and his heart is established on the sin, or on abandoning an obligation, or that he makes Tawbah by his tongue, and his body parts insisting on doing the sin then his tawbah does not benefit him rather this is closer as being making mockery of Allah if a person deals with another person like him, a human being with this kind of treatment then people will say that he makes fools of them and mocks them then what about the Lord of all that exist some claim that they repent from riba from usury. however indeed they are insisting on it manifesting this openly and also manifesting this in a deceptive manner and the one who deceives in this is worse than the one who openly practices the usury because the one who does it in a deceptive manner criminalizes himself in two ways first, falling in usury, doing the haram, secondly, deceiving Allah Azza wa Jal, thinking that Allah does not know, Hayadu Billah, and this is quite common amongst many people nowadays, those who deal with riba. They come to a poor person, for example, and they know that this poor person needs certain things from a grocery store or from a place, he needs certain commodity. So he sells this commodity to this poor person in a superficial way in a superficial way superficial transaction everyone knows that it is not really real so he sells it for him like for 10,000 for one year sells the poor person this commodity for a price of 10,000 over one year to be paid and then he leaves without taking the commodity from its place. So, this poor person who bought it, sells it to the owner of the store for 9,000, for example. So, this poor person now is taken through two ways. From the side of the one who lent him, and from the side of the owner of the store, and they tell them they tell him, rather that this is a way of correcting things is this correcting? this is sinful so therefore it's a must if we are truthful with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we abandon sins truly and regret doing them so that the tawbah becomes sincere in these two hadiths there is evidence that our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wa is the most fearful of Allah amongst all and the most pious of all and most keen in worshipping Allah Azza wa and most knowledgeable of Allah and that he is the teacher of good in sayings and in actions, he used to ask Allah for forgiveness and command the people to do so, so that they take him as an example. And this is from the perfection of his advice, والسلام, his advice for the Ummah. And thus, we should follow him. whenever we hear his command we should be the first to comply and whenever he commands us to refrain from something also we should be the first to refrain this is the reality of the caller to Allah and the call to Allah he was commands us to do tawbah while he alayhi makes tawbah more than us. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept repentance from us and to guide us to it. And all success is from him subhanAhu. وتعالى. This brings the end of the discussion of these two hadiths, and now we move to hadith number 15. One Abi Hamzata Anas ibn Malik al Ansari Khadimi Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allahu anhu, قال. قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الله أفرح بتوبة عبده من أحدكم سقط على بعيره وقد أضلّه في أرض ثلاث أنس بن مالك may Allah be pleased with him the servant of the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said verily Allah is more delighted with the repentance of his slave than a person who lost his camel in a desert land and then finds it unexpectedly and in the narration by Muslim لَاللَّهُ أَشَدُّ فَرَحًا بِتَوْبَةِ عَبْدِهِ حِينَ يَتُوبُ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ أَحَدِكُمْ كَانَ عَلَىٰ رَاحِلَتِهِ بِأَرْضٍ فَلَا فَانْفَلَتَتْ مِنْهُ وعليها طعامه وشرابه فأيس منها فأتى شجرة فاتجع في ظلها وقد أيس من راحلته فبينما هو كذلك إذا هو بها قائمة أو قائمة عنده فأخذ بخطامها ثم قال من شدة الفرح اللهم أنت عبدي وأنا ربك أخطأ من شدة الفرح This is the narration by Muslim This version of Muslim is as follows Allah is more pleased with the repentance of his servant than would be one of you who were to lose his riding camel which carries his food and drink in barren desert and losing all hopes of finding it. He were to lie down in the shade of a tree, and then should suddenly find it standing near him, and seizing its nose string. In his extreme happiness, should blurt out, O Allah, You are my servant, and I am your Lord. He commits this slip of tongue, due to immense happiness and expresses his penitence and seeks Allah's forgiveness on his penitence Allah is much more pleased this is the version from the narration by Imam Muslim the discussion Anas bin Malik Abi Hamza Khadijah nabi alayhi salatu the servant of the Messenger, and that is because Anas, when he came to Medina, or when the Prophet, alayhi wasallam, came to Medina, his mother, the mother of Anas, brought him to the Messenger, alayhi salatu was-salam and told him, "Hada Anas ibn Malik yakhdimuk." This is Anas of Anas the son of Malik To serve you The Prophet والسلام, Accepted that And since then Anas Became the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's servant So in the first Narration Anas Anhu mentioned That the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said Lallahu ashaddu farahan Bitawbati abdihi Iza taaba ilayhi Verily Allah is more delighted with the repentance of His slave when He repents to Him more than this man who fell off His camel and after He lost and lost His camel and then He mentioned this story that this man was in a barren desert no one around him having no food or drink with him and no people his camel he lost his camel his riding camel and became desperate his food was on it and his drink while he is in this state Suddenly, his camel appears while he was losing all hope of finding it. And then he were to lie down in the shade of the tree, and then suddenly finds this camel standing near him. And so he seized its nose string. I mean, there is no way to describe this happiness of this person no one can imagine his happiness great happiness for life after death that's why he took by the string of seizing its nose string and said Allahumma anta he burst impulsively Allahumma anta abdi O Allah, you are my slave and I am your Lord he wanted to praise Allah جل, to say Allahumma anta rabbi O Allah, you are my slave O Allah, you are my Lord and I am your slave but because of his intense happiness or immense happiness he erred his tongue slipped And reversed the order or the matter and said, Allahumma anta abdi. O Allah, you are my slave and I am your Lord. The benefits of this hadith first, this hadith has evidence in it, evidence of the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His happiness. When the Person repents to him, and that he, Allah the Most High, loves this matter greatly. Not because he needs our repentance and our actions, Allah is free of all of that and free of all wants, but because of his love of generosity because of his love of generosity so he subhanahu wa ta'ala loves to pardon and loves to forgive this is more beloved to him than revenge and blaming and that's why he is pleased by the tawbah of the person and therefore this hadith incites us to make Tawbah because Allah loves it and it is for the benefit of us so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala becomes pleased and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also gets angry and that he loves and he hates but these attributes are not like our attributes because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes himself laysa مِتْلِهِ شَيْءٍ Nothing is like unto him وَهُوَ al الْبَصِيرُ And he is the all-hearer, all-seer As in Surah Shura, verse 11 But rather, this is a pleasure Befits his magnificence and his greatness And does not resemble the pleasure And the happiness of the created And there is evidence also in this hadith, is that if the person says something wrong, commits a slip of the tongue, bursts impulsively, then he is pardoned for that. Here, is a person who uttered a statement of kufr. Here, the person uttered a statement of kufr, because if the person says to his lord, you are my slave, and I am your lord, this is undoubtedly kufr, disbelief. But because it came due to immense happiness, the person erred; he could not express himself properly and thus he is excused for that so therefore we conclude, if the person commits a mistake in a certain word utters a word of kufr, he is not blamed for that Of course, this is done unintentionally, for example, if someone insults another person by way of mistake, unintentionally, or he divorces his wife mistakenly, without intention, or he frees his slave mistakenly without intention there is nothing in all of these situations upon him because the person did not intend anything of this this is like the issue of oath as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in surah al-Baqarah chapter 2 225 لا يؤخذكم الله في ايمانكم ولكن يؤاخذكم بما كسبت قلوبكم Allah does will not call you to account for that which is unintentional in your oath unintentional but he will call you to account for that which your hearts have earned and Allah is of all forgiving most forbearing this is unlike the one who mocks the one who mocks Allah Azza wa if he utters the word of kufr, mocking then he commits kufr, disbelief as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated about this in سورة التوبة chapter 9 65 و 66 وَلَئِنْ سَأَلْتَهُمْ بَيَقُولُنَّ إِنَّمَا كُنَّا نَخُوضُ وَنَلَعْبُ قُلْ أَبِاللَّهِ وَآيَاتِهِ وَرَسُولِهِ كُنْتُمْ تَسْتَهْزِئُونَ لَا تَعْتَذِرُوا قَدْ كَفَرْتُمْ بَعْدَ إِيمَانِكُمْ If you ask them about this, they declare we were only taking idly or talking idly and joking. Say, was it at Allah and his ayat and his messenger that you were mocking? Make no excuse. You have disbelieved after you had believed. Because the one who mocks intends The utterance and its meaning but he intends it in a way of joking and mocking and that's why he commits kuf in contrast to the person who does not intend his word and therefore he is not held accountable for that and this is from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is from Allah's mercy on His slaves, that He pardons them for such mistakes. The this brings the end of the discussion on this hadith. Now we move to Hadith number sixteen. Anin Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Akal Allah Ta'ala Yabsu to Yadahu Billail Liatu Ba Musi U Nahar Wa Yabsu Yadahu bin Nahar Liatu Bamusi Ulail Hatta Paplo Hashemsu Min Maribiha Abu Musa al Ashari may Allah be pleased with him reported that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam said Allah the Exalted will continue to stretch out his hand in the night so that the sinners of the day may repent and continue to stretch his hand in the daytime so that the sinners of the night may repent until the sun rises from the west and the next hadith on Abi هريرة رضي anhu, عنه قال, قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من تاب قَبْلَ أَن تَطْلُعَ الشَّمْسُ مِنْ مغربها, تاب الله عليه. أبو رضي الله تعالى عنه said that the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said he who repents before the sun rises from the west Allah will forgive him and this is narrated by Muslim reported in Muslim and the next hadith An Abi عَبْدِ Rahman. Abdullah bin Umar ibn al-Khattab, radiyallahu anhuma, anil Nabihi, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, aqal, in Allah Azza wa Jal, yaqbalu, tawbat al-abdi, ma'alam yugargar. Abdullah bin Umar ibn al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him and his father, reported that the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, Allah accepts a slave's repentance, As long as the latter is not on his deathbed, meaning that is before the soul of the dying person reaches the throat. And this hadith is Hasan. This hadith is Hasan, it's reported by At-Tirmidhi. These three narrations, which the author, Rahimahullah, cited, all of them are related to Tawbah, to repentance. The first hadith of Abi Musa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet ﷺ said that Allah will continue to stretch out His hand in the night so that the sinners of the day may repent and continue to stretch His hand in the daytime so that the sinners of the night may repent until the sun rises from the west this is from Allah's generosity that He accepts the Tawbah even if it is delayed So if the person sins In the daylight And during the daytime Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Accepts his repentance Even if he may repent During the night And also the same If he sins During the night And repents during the day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Accepts the tawbah Rather he the most high Stretches his hand to receive this Tawbah which originates from his believing slave and in this Hadith there is evidence for the love of Allah to Tawbah love of Tawbah Allah loves the tauba, as we learned also from the former or from the previous narrations about the slave who was lost, he lost his camel in the Hadith of that person who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is more pleased with the repentance of that slave and from the benefits of the hadith of Abi Musa إثباتوا anna Allah Taala affirming that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a hand and it is as such he has hands subhanahu wa ta'ala as Allah, the Most High, stated in Surah Al-Ma'idah, chapter 5, verse 64. وَقَالَتِ الْيَهُودُ يَدُ اللَّهِ مغلولة غُلَّتْ أَيْدِيهِمْ ولعنوا بما قالوا بل ينفق كيف يشاء. The Jews say Allah's hand is tied up, meaning He does not give and spend of His bounty be their hands tied up, and be they accursed for what they uttered, nay, both his hands are widely outstretched, he spends of his bounty as he wills. And we must believe that Allah possesses both hands, and that they are affirmed to Allah. But, we should not be under the delusion that they are like our hands because Allah says Laisa شَيْءٍ nothing is like unto him and he is the all hearer all seer and therefore whenever you pass by any of the attributes of Allah فاتبتها, فأتبتها لِلَّهِ then confirm it affirm it to Allah جل, without making resemblance or drawing parallels to the created because nothing is like unto Allah neither in His essence, nor in His attributes and actions. And we came yesterday, or last night, on very important points of benefit regarding this matter. So please, refer to them, refer to these matters which were discussed last night. Their text is available with the admins. These guidelines on understanding the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whenever they come in a certain context we affirm the attributes first, we affirm the obviously understood meaning that comes within this context and we don't make resemblance or say that the like of the attribute is like such and such these are the three fundamental matters and now alhamdulillah the sheikh came across them uh, in this discussion now in this hadith there is evidence that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts the tawbah from the slave even if it is delayed however hastening to make tawbah is obligated because why? because this is what it's sh- what should be that the person should hasten to do the tawbah, why? because the person does not know that suddenly death may approach him and he may die before repenting so therefore al-wajib, what is obligated is that the person should hasten. yet even in case he may not then and it is delayed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts it from the sleep and in this hadith there is evidence that if the sun rises from the west then this is not this is a time when repentance is not accepted now a person may ask the following question does the Sun really rise from the West knowing that the Sun rises from the East the answer is we say yes this is what is known since Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the sun until our day that it rises from the sun, from the east but at the end of time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands the sun to return from where it came so the cycle is reversed and then it comes and rises from the West. Then, when people see that, they all believe. Even the Kafirs, the Jews, the Christians, the Buddhists, the Communists, and the others, all will believe. However, the one who did not believe before the sun rise from the West, his belief is of no avail to him, no benefit. why? because this is a sign seen by everyone and when such signs come then there is no beneficial benefit and there is no beneficial faith now the hadith of Abi Huraira mentions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts the tawbah before the sun rises from the west like the hadith of Abi Musa however in the hadith of Abdullah bin Umar Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts the tawbah from the slave before as long as he does not examine death meaning Yugargir, when the soul reaches the throat so when the soul reaches the throat there is no more tawbah Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala says in Surah Al-Nisa, chapter 4, verse 18 وَلَيْسَتِ التَّوْبَةُ لِلَّذِينَ يَعْمَلُونَ السَّيِّئَاتِ حَتَّى إِذَا حَضَرَ أَحَدَهُمُ الْمَوْتِ قَالَ إِنِّي تُبْتُ الْأَنِ And of no effect is the repentance of those who continue to do evil deeds until death faces one of them and he says now I repent nor of those who die while they are kafirs, disbelievers. For them, we have prepared a painful torment. So, if it takes place before the throat reaches the... before the soul, rather, reaches the throat, then that is considered. Then that is considered, as we explained the other day in the explanation of Umdat Al-Ahkam. So therefore, we should hasten to make tawbah to Allah Azza wa Jal from sins and ask him to accept that from us and all success is from Allah alhamdulillah rabbil alameen wa sallallahu muhammadin wa ala wa wa sallam so we have covered alhamdulillah from hadith 13 all the way through hadith 18